Epidermolysis bullosa, or butterfly skin, is a disease that leaves the body covered with open sores, both inside and out. It makes it very difficult for the afflicted person to do just about anything you or I can achieve. The pain is so intense that just putting on one's clothes is enough to knock the wind out of them. One 16-year-old boy named John Hudson, born with this condition, was interviewed sometime in 2018. He was asked whether he believed that everything in life has a purpose, and if so, what then is the purpose of his disability? Some might consider this question rather inappropriate, but John didn't think twice about his answer. He said with tears in his eyes, and I'm paraphrasing him here, When I meet someone who tells me that what I'm going through inspires them to be a better person, or when they tell me that I'm brave and a source of peace and healing for others, then if this is the price I have to pay for that, for that to happen, I say bring it on. The question, does everything have a purpose, does for many have an uncomfortable ring to it. This is perhaps because of the fact that life is not always fair, that bad things do happen all the time to good people, even to someone as young and innocent as a 16-year-old. We have only to look back in the annals of history, say to the beginning half of the 20th century, to confirm the sad truth. It is estimated that two-thirds of all the martyrs in Christian history died at this time as the result of political revolutions. Of those millions of people killed for the faith, women and children were a prominent demographic. All this pain and suffering, we might be tempted to say, is useless, senseless, unnecessary, in a world governed by loving God. What's the purpose of it all? John Hudson's answer to this question, while he may or may not be a Christian, points us as Catholics in the right direction. His mission, as it were, is to bear his disability with equanimity so that others may benefit from his example. Or to put it another way, he is a witness to the power of acceptance in the face of extreme difficulty. The Greek word, verb, uh, martyro, to bear witness, is the root of our English word, martyr. The original biblical meaning is principally to testify, as in the legal sense of an eyewitness, or to assert one's good standing among the people by example. It's no coincidence that the Church has chosen Matthew's Sermon on the Mount to commemorate today's solemnity. Blessed are they, etc., underscores the whole Christian program of discipleship, since to be a witness to the gospel is essentially to become holy oneself. The Beatitudes will stand as a reproach so long as they remain untried in our own spiritual journey. The saints, however, have tried it. They've accepted the challenge and were not found wanting. They are the martyrs par excellence, since they prove God's saving power by their examples of heroic virtue, evidence that the risen Christ is still in our midst through the members of his mystical body. The Catechism of the Catholic Church speaks of this truth in the following words. By canonizing some of the faithful, 
in other words, by solemnly proclaiming that they practiced heroic virtue and lived in fidelity to God's grace. The Church recognizes the power of the spirit of holiness within her and sustains the hope of believers by proposing the saints to them as models and intercessors. End quote. Perhaps it goes without saying, but a model is only a model if the subject worth imitating is itself accessible to the experience of the disciple. The saints are not freaks. They're not exceptions to the human condition. Like you and me, they too struggle with their passions. There, there are only saved sinners and unsaved sinners. Thus, holy does not mean sinless, but set apart, as in the Hebrew word for holiness, kadosh. In fact, in the biblical sense of the word, all believers are saints. All baptized men and women, lay, religious, cooks, architects, civil servants, etc., bear the image of Christ in their souls. They are therefore set apart from the world to serve God and his kingdom. In the passage immediately following today's gospel, we hear Jesus referring to the Old Testament description of Israel as a nation set apart to be a light to the Gentiles, a witness to the Gentiles. He calls his disciples the salt and light of the earth. These are images which allude to the Mosaic prescriptions for ancient Israelite worship. You may recall the tent of meeting as well as the Jewish temple, which were the places where the whole burnt offerings were offered and salted, and the lamp of testimony stood before the Ark of the Covenant. The phrase salt and light would seem to imply that every Christian disciple, like the holy objects of worship, are set apart for a special purpose. They are, in the manner of a sacrifice, cut off from the world's ways, in order to extend God's reign over the earth by their witness to Jesus Christ. Let your light shine before men, Jesus says, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Our personal witness may not be the martyrdom of sudden death, but more than likely, the daily death to self by an acceptance of our trials in union with Jesus. So if the Lord were to ask us, are you willing to become a saint? Would we be ready to answer like John Hudson, if suffering generously for your sake is the price I have to pay to make that happen, then so be it. <laughs>